But this is a dirty game, bro. And what I've always said is all is fair in love, war, and challenges. 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 Pastors, I am MTV Malik. She is Becky at Giftmaster Bex, and it's uh, it's just us two because everybody is bailed on us. Becky, what the fuck is the deal? What's good? I'm just disappointed in the boys for just not stepping up and getting on this podcast right now. What the heck? Well, we do gotta work together to try to see if we can get up some bail money so we can go ahead and get uh, Antonio up out of jail. He's in there for uh, public intoxication and nudity. So hopefully he gets that figured out real soon and we can hopefully get him back. I told him to not streak, but that boy will not listen to me. I told him, man, Jersey Shore ain't, ain't, ain't like what it used to be. So mm-hmm. run around naked with COVID. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys out there? What's up, uh, Challenge Unbothered Challenge fans? Anybody else who's watching? What's really good? Chrissy wants to know if we're really serious. No, we are not serious. Uh, Antonio is on the Jersey Shore. He is inebriated and he is not worth absolutely shit right now. So that's why he's not here. Where's Chrissy watching from? She's at YouTube. She is in Facebook jail. Oh, Facebook jail. Girl, what'd you do? Exactly. What got you in Facebook jail? I have never been in Facebook jail been in real jail but not facebook jail so <laughs> hell i've been arrested but i was not put in a cell so oh what you get back for oh nothing fun uh unfortunately i had a couple instances with parking tickets and they suspended my license and also i had an issue with my car insurance at the time so i got arrested for a suspended license and no car insurance parking ticket yeah parking tickets parking as in tickets. plural like a thousand dollars worth of parking tickets wow <laughs> parking tickets yeah nothing fun or crazy i'm very boring apparently and like i'm going through my rap sheet and i'm just like uh dope charge dope charge gun charge gun charge <laughs> robbery <laughs> and then you look at me and i'm over I'm here like, like parking tickets, parking tickets. <laughs> See, Chrissy said, I commented a screenshot of a porn video, no nudity, just five beautiful chocolate men standing over a block. Oh, I know which one you're talking about, Pepper Perry and the five-person gangbang. I know exactly which picture you're talking about. Oh, my God, Chrissy. She's so bad. I got something real cool for Chrissy. She is going to love this. Remember when I first got Zoom and first remember that you can do uh, (laughs) different backgrounds? (laughs) <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no, Malik. Oh my goodness, this is like hey. this is like a dream if I was Josh. <laughs> <laughs> you just, oh my god. Uh, uh, Chrissy, oh, let me know if this was the picture that you. <laughs> oh, that oh works. my. God, oh my God. terrible. <laughs> You're fired. You this is horrible. I have that background, and I just never knew when I would, might actually need it. And it's just <laughs> so good that that day might be today. You never know. It's always good to have it right there in the space. Facts. So before we go ahead and jump into the episode, I wanted to talk about some of our sponsors. Our first one is going to be Manscaped in the Lawnmower 3.0. Make sure you visit manscaped.com and use code LWC for 20% off and free shipping. Guys, make sure you use the right tools for the family jewels. And ladies, they take care of the hair under there. So both sexes can definitely benefit from the Lawnmower 3.0. Skin safe technology, you can use it in the water. That code is LWC for 20% off and free shipping. Our second sponsor is going to be the challenge unbothered facebook group always holding me down this group just reached a thousand followers or uh, a thousand members we're going to celebrate that 
uh, my boy Joe is giving out some prizes. I am donating a free custom shirt for uh, anybody who wins a competition. So make sure you guys participate in that. And our third sponsor is going to be Captain Morgan and Pineapple Juice with a splash of grenadine. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. I drank half a handle, so this should be a fun episode. Oh, my God. This is going to be insane. All right. Are you ready to go ahead and jump into this? And Jay Michelle, we are definitely going to talk about TJ ending Josh. That was the shit. I'm talking about, listen, I've had a lot of great moments in my life. Won two championships with the Roosevelt Rough Riders. I have five beautiful stepdaughters. I have a beautiful daughter of my own. Done quite good professionally. I mean, <laughs> you got to see my house. But nothing, nothing makes me quite as quite as happy no birth of any child no amount of money oh my no god amount in my paypal account will ever bring me the joy of seeing josh josh cry just cry it does it for me it really does it for me my ringtone is josh crying you know how when people go to sleep and they got like the crickets playing or water splashing it's just josh trying to fuck a man up so oh my god we gotta, we gotta find a way to incorporate that ready to get this Holly. episode let's do this let's pull it back all right so we're going to start off with Josh. He finds it mentally draining to have to keep focusing on uh, eliminations. In your opinion, why do you think Josh waited so long to go into elimination? Because he's scared. Because these eliminations are different every time. And it's not like you go into it like there was a few that were very similar to what we're used to. The balls in. Um, even tonight's, which, you know, the not one. It, those ones are, are familiar to these challengers. Uh, but in essence, everything's been kind of new. And you see everybody going, I don't know what this is. I don't want to risk it. And as it's been said multiple times, you got to risk it for the biscuit. And apparently Josh just doesn't have the cojones to step up until he has absolutely no choice. And going against one of his friends yet again, which he kept saying he didn't want to go against anybody he was friends with. Uh, yeah, that's some bullshit. Because going against friends, it just comes with the territory. I mean, it sucks, but you have to do it. He's, he has had ample opportunity to throw himself down. He has not. There's no one to blame but himself for his shortcomings. So waiting this long, obviously, is a bad choice. If you did it in the beginning, you had a wide range of people to pick from. And this wasn't it. And I think you hit it right on the head. Right on the head. He is scared. He was scared. He's played a scared game. Now he's backed himself into a corner where he has to go right before the final. And it's just so, it's, it's very frustrating to me because it's something I've been saying since day one. Why haven't these people been stepping up? And now they're all upset. They're all upset. I can't believe this. And I'm going to have to maybe go up against somebody with a red skull. Oh my God. I hope it's not Fessy. Oh my God. I think everybody says that to themselves because dear God, Fessy is a scary as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. is a fucking monster. So let's go ahead and move on. Anissa had a nice scene where she was talking to her mom. And her mom was asking her a lot of different questions. And it made me think that her mom may be the source of all of the leaks. Her mom, listen, you hear it here first, LWC podcast. Pink Rose is Anissa's mom. What do you oh, think? Oh, shit. What do you think about the line <laughs> of questioning coming from Anissa's mother? I was actually very intrigued because you got to think a lot of the phone calls go like that who's still there what's going on because everybody's so curious and they want to know whether or not she's the source or whether she's pink rose in herself i can see it i can definitely see it she had that sneaky little face on like you know you want to tell me let's just just tell me <laughs> yes it was a very specific line of questioning so i wonder if the challenge is actually going to look into into that and see exactly what have anisa been feeding her mom but also, can we also talk about a little bit, I apologize for interrupting you, but the fact that when Josh was talking about how stressed he was about not having a red skull, that they were talking about the fact that they were already planning on throwing Anissa in I to an elimination. I uh, go ahead and jump into that next. The boys are all talking about Anissa, and Anissa is obviously going to be a part of the plan. They got to throw in somebody with a red skull. They kind of set on, on Anissa. And it pretty much comes out that nobody wants to run a final with her. They think she's weak. Her best days are behind her. And I really felt that that was actually kind of disrespectful. I think Anissa, I think her stature as a vet deserves a little bit more respect, at least being talked about in that kind of way. Do you think it's time that these challengers 
throw some respect on Anissa's name? It was so wrong on so many levels. Do I think Anissa is the best player that they've ever seen or that we have on this challenge right now? No, but she has experience. She's a veteran. She's done this before. And the fact that they're all just underestimating her when she's always risen to the occasion. And even if she's not ahead of the game, she's always good enough to get, you know, to get you where you need to go. So I think that they're, I mean, I know that there's just not a lot of players left, so I'm sure that they don't want to ruffle the feathers of stronger girls. And I'm going to use quotation marks for stronger girls. Uh, but it's just so wrong. Give Anissa some respect for at least being a veteran and for being there as long as she has been. I love Anissa. I love what she brings to the challenge. I do think she deserves a bit more respect. But when they say things like, I don't want to run a final with her, or that her best days are behind her, and she's not what she once was, I actually tend to agree. I don't think she came into this challenge in the best shape, and she's not the only one. There's been multiple people who's come into to the challenge um, not in shape. I do think she has the heart to do it, but we've seen time after time where it seems like she just kind of quit, or she kind of gave up, or she didn't try her hardest. As much as I love Anissa, the fact that she hasn't won one already, it might be a sign of the times that the, the ship is starting to sail on her actually winning one of these things. And I would love for her to win one. I would love for her and Leroy to win one. But Leroy winning one is at least somewhat realistic. I don't, I, do you think it's still realistic to think that Anissa could win one of these? Honestly, I and the shape that she's in right now, no, I don't think that she would be able to win even an easy final like we've seen in the past seasons. Like final uh, reckoning? Uh, when they had wine, you know, <laughs> bring up the wine, <laughs> Jesus Christ. But um, yeah, so I mean, when you look at it and I look at her, I don't, unless she really starts putting in the work, plus she has prior injuries from breaking her ankles and she just has all these numerous issues. She would really have to put in a lot of work in the gym, in the off season, you know, getting herself mentally and physically prepared for this. I want to see her in a final because I feel like she deserves it and she earned it. But at the end of the day, I don't think she's going to win or even get anywhere near like second or third place. She would be dead last. I want to counter you there because uh, one of the things I've seen on Twitter and in the Facebook groups is that, oh, Anissa deserves to go to a final or Anissa deserves to win it. Not in every single case, but finals aren't, you know, championships aren't given to anybody. Nobody just gets it because they're a vet. I think she hasn't put in the necessary work in the gym or in politics to get it that far. I mean, her politics is one of the things that keeps her from winning it so many times. She doesn't have a great political game. She is well-liked, and that carries her far. But when it comes to politics, a lot of times she plays this, wouldn't you rather have me to go against than somebody else? I think she really needs to revamp her whole political game. And right now, the fact that she is a, uh, a little bit more advanced in age, now is not the time to switch up how you play the game in politics. These are skills that probably should have been developed a long time ago. And I understand that not everybody comes, not everybody comes in great shape to these things. We've seen Evan come in not in the greatest shape. We've seen CT do it multiple times. I mean, CT won one last season. He wasn't in the greatest of shape. But it just seems to be too, counterpro too counterproductive for her to overcome. And it sucks because I fucking love Anissa. I love what she brings to the challenge. I love her, her background. I love her quotes. I love so many things about her, but it just seems like it's going to be too far out of reach. Yeah. I mean, I could see that. Definitely. I just, it's sad for me because maybe my feeling like she deserves to be there is just more of me wanting her to be there. Mm -hmm. And honestly, Anissa has never been my favorite player, but I feel like she gets, you know, it's what's the bullying thing again. She you want to see an dirty. underdog, she the underdog. Dirty. And as great as she is in eliminations, her overall elimination record is kind of suspect. She does have a shitload of wins, 
but she also does have a shitload of losses. I mean, she comes in second with the most amount of uh, elimination wins, but I think she also comes in second or first when it comes to losses too. She's been in the gang of them. She is definitely a beast when it comes to them, but just not written out for her. Let's go ahead and move into the daily. The alarms go off at one o'clock in the morning, and we are going to have a nighttime daily. Oh a ni- God! A nightly? Yeah, nightly. Yeah. yeah nightly. Oh my God! I would be so upset. Don't wake me up out of my sleep. Oh Facts. Jesus! So this one is going to be called "Running Out of Time." The challengers got to run to this huge pile of uh, of bricks that's in uh, regular center block and big balls, and they have to pick up these bricks, take them down. I mean, I think it's like a cool mile in between and drop them into somebody's barrel. You got to screw over your enemy. This is an individual game. Whoever wins, whoever makes it back in time moves on to round two where they have to hold up that barrel and the last person standing is going to make it into the elimination. So this was a little tough to follow because everybody's dumping into a whole bunch of everybody else's stuff. You're not able to really tell exactly how that's going. But from what we were able to see, did... Did any performance or any strategy stick out to you? I mean, you say this was an individual game. I didn't see this as an individual Mm -hmm. game. This was very much a team game because you saw Kyle get ganged up on. You saw, you know, multiple other buckets. Rogan, Bailey, Anissa. Yeah, Anissa especially. I honestly thought Bailey was going to get uh, a ton because of the fact that she had had so many issues in you know the last episode. I was like, she every party prize probably pissed off at her, so they're probably going to try and get her out of this. Um, it's not like it matters. She didn't make it to the second round anyway. But you know, you saw that these people, these groups, these cliques, as Anissa even pointed out uh, while she was doing this, that they all came together and were definitely targeting specific people. Yes. Um, so TYB going after Rogan and Bananas, uh, I thought that was a good strategy for them. That way they can know that they that them and their crew is safe. And once you're in the tribunal, you can kind of make some moves. So I really like that strategy. But one of the things I noticed is this dance that Corey and Bananas do. So we all know that they have a lot of history. Um, you know, Corey came in. With the hit list, one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in the challenge. Uh, TYB, they targeted, you know, Bananas and Carver Maria. But, and there was the whole uh, Devin thing, Devin versus Bananas. And Corey went and dap up Bananas after that, which I thought was fucking stupid. But Bananas has said that Corey is probably the one person who he wishes he worked with, but hasn't. And, you know, they kind of do this dance around. Like, they kind of work together. But, you know, Bananas is an OG. He's he's a young buck. What do you make of this relationship? Of It, it, looks, like, it looks like they want to get together, but it's like they just won't let them. They just won't let them. I think it's honestly history and friendships that cause this separation. Uh, because if Corey does work with Johnny, he's going to have issues with Nelson and he's going to have issues with Hunter. And then obviously Devin, which he's also friendly with. So there are... Devin's never lot- coming back to the church. He wants to. Apparently, he posted up on Facebook about how much or on Twitter, how much he wants to come back. Why? Why? Because he's Devin and he feels like he can do it, but he can't. And even his mental strategy is ridiculous. It never works anyway. I I don't hate Devin. I dislike Devin. I I, I don't dislike Devin. I overall like Devin. But I think Devin thinks that he's better than a lot of people in the challenge or he's smarter than a lot of people. And he hasn't really backed it up much. He's come close to a couple of finals. He's done okay. But outside of targeting bananas going after him, what do we know about him? What is he worth I mean, outside I, of that? I think he wants to be like Jordan, like this kind of ego to, you know, egocentric, you know, look at me and how amazing I am. And I'm mentally here and I'm going to be physically here. But Jordan actually, as much as I dislike him, he can performs. back he performs, he backs it up where Devin doesn't, he doesn't have the ability to perform at a high level and to win all these eliminations and all these dailies. I, I, as much as I think that Devin wants to be more, I just don't think he has the capability, but he could prove us all wrong. Maybe he will come back, but God knows. Uh, but when it comes down to it with Corey's situation, I honestly think it's just in his mind, he's like, I can't betray. It's kind of like, 
Wes, I guess in a lot of ways where it's like, I've gone at this so long to be an asshole to this guy and to not like him and to not be on his same team. I can't backpedal on it because then I'm going to look like an idiot. Whereas Wes and Johnny took many, many years. I can't see Corey doing it. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Paulie, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Car Maria. This is a shout-out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's most dangerous podcast. Yeah, his history doesn't go by, uh, it doesn't go that far. But I really think that that's going to be something to keep an eye on. And let's go move on to round two. So round two, Nelson, Anissa, and who's the other person? Uh, and Kyle are all immediately eliminated. They didn't make it back. So at this point, round two, they all got to hold it up, deadlift position. Um, you know, Bananas and Rogan are almost out pretty soon. You know, some of the girls are out. It really comes down to Jenny for the girls, and it really and it comes down to Corey, Fessy, and Josh for the guys. Josh cuts a deal with Fessy. Yeah, he says I'll drop. <laughs> he says I'll drop. You put me to the final. I mean, you put me to the tribunal. Fessy's like sure. <laughs> and then Corey goes, "Hey, I'll drop. Pull me into the tribunal." He goes, "Yeah, sure." So <laughs> no, not just that. I swear on my family. I heard that multiple times. I swear on my family. I will pull you into this tribunal. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why do people keep swearing on their families? Stop first, it. First off, it is and, unless you have a real good personal relationship with that person, never put your game in anybody else's hands. I mean, how is this not apparent? Time after time after time, why would you put yourself in this position? I would rather just lose from dropping it than to put my game into somebody else's uh, hands. And watching Josh Bag was a fucking pathetic. Pathetic. I mean, no one was even taking him seriously. So watching him bag, that, that's another thing that really does it for me. I mean, it frustrates me. At the end of the day, Corey wasn't going to go in. And I know this. And neither and Josh was always going to go in, whether he was in the tribunal, whether he wasn't in the tribunal, he was either going to be the house vote or he was going to be uh, the vote in with the with the two people that went into the group. I don't understand what this big thing about I need to be in the tribunal. I don't understand. I want to be able to send myself down. Dude, right. It's the same thing. And I felt that way with Corey because Corey really wanted to be in this tribunal. And I think he really wanted the I think he really wanted the fifth win because. Yeah. I think he was really trying to pad his numbers as much as humanly possible. I think that really meant something to him. Um, let, let's look at it in, in this way before the vote. In your opinion, who deserves to be pulled into the tribunal more? Should it be Corey or should it be Josh? I think I'm, it's hard for me to say because I'm biased. At the end of the day, I'm always going to prefer Corey over Josh. Uh, Josh did cut like any the first other woman in America. Well, <laughs> we all have tastes. Uh, there are some that like him, though. I'm not going to downgrade any ladies that do enjoy Josh. But anyway, There's four, four of them. Well, somebody does. OK, at the end of the day. But I don't care how many. Uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, I feel that Corey should have been brought in just because, honestly, Jenny was in that tribunal and he has done multiple multiple times where he has helped her and you know i don't understand why she didn't just say i'm gonna pick Corey because he's done it for me and i want to help him stay protected which at the end of the day i think is also as high on Corey's mind is that he didn't want to get voted in at random okay now if you're Corey or josh and you're not voted in who do you think should be pissed more it depends on which particular person. I can understand Corey being completely pissed at Jenny. Uh, and I can understand Josh being completely pissed at Fessy if it was the other way around. But yeah, when I look at it, I, I can understand his ups 
Corey is being mad at Jenny. I don't understand him being that upset at Fessy because Fessy did try. I mean, he didn't hear him try, but he has to know that that's his boy and he did put he out did work. He did put in work, but he did barely above the bare minimum. Corey, I think, has a more legit claim for being pissed. Him and Fessy are in line and he has went to bat for Jenny several times. Now, at the same time, this is the game. You know you can be screwed. All because you went to bat for something for somebody doesn't mean they're going to go to bat for you in the in, in keeping that same energy. And at this point, Jenny didn't back you up before. Don't put your game in somebody else's hands. So they both deserve to be in the tribunal. They both deserve to be pissed. But both of them are dumb because they didn't go out and win the whole thing. If you if you want to get the win, if you want to have control, you have to take it. Relying on anybody else to give you this game is always a bad maneuver. And it it's seldom, seldom ever worked out for challengers in the whole entire history of this show. And Josh had more in his bucket, right, than both of the other two, correct? I believe so. But Josh is also a, he's also pretty weak. I mean, he couldn't punch his way out of a wet paper bag. So I well, couldn't no, really no, that's see what Josh it up for that much longer. Oh. He, was, he was trying to cut a deal. Because he was about to drop anyway. All reality, if Fessy was smart, he, I wouldn't have said shit to Josh. I would have just ignored yes. him and let him drop. That's what I was going to say. Why well, you got to cut me off, Malik? My fault. Just answer the question. And then I would have been like, yeah, because I honestly don't think he would have been able to hold it up. But you just had to take my phrase. Okay, I'm going to start calling you Tyler 2.0. Great minds think alike. <laughs> Let's go ahead and move it back into the house. Corey is still pissed. He's very, very butthurt. But Fessy did go to bat somewhat. It wasn't great, but he did his thing. Let's go ahead and move on to the, uh, the House vote. Now, this is where, I mean, don't get me wrong. We've seen some of the best, most drama-filled House votes go down this season when it comes down to it. But mostly, the House votes has been super, super, super whack especially at this point in the game, because at this point, somebody just campaigns to the house. I want to be the house vote. There's always going to be a certain portion that's scared of going in, and they just get voted in. It's fucking infuriating. It's fucking infuriating, because a lot of drama goes down in these house votes and the last-minute campaigning and the shit that comes out. We've had, some, we've had some really, really exciting ones, but mostly it's just some bullshit, and this house vote goes the same way. Bailey speaks up. Pound speaks up. They don't have red skulls. And they, they just hand them the vote. How, how are you feeling about these House votes? When it comes down to it's really, really nice and people are just requesting that they get voted in. I mean, it's just... They did take away all the drama and all the, I can't believe you said my name. And, you know, we had an alliance. Everything that kind of would come into play during these vote, votes and I, it's so boring now. Like, I'm over here, like, <sighs> through half of it. So, like, I'm like, come on. Like, as much as I don't like, like, a lot of drama, like, I like this kind of drama. The backstabbing the drama. drama. The not, the not, oh, my God, you know, you're sleeping with somebody else's girlfriend. And I can't believe that you well, hit on my girl. It, it some, sometimes <laughs> that shit is interesting. Every once in a while. But I, I've always been a fan of that just the game drama I, I think i think the game drama brings so much to the show and at times like this this is when i miss it the most so, I, mean, I mean it's just more the fact that it's been more weighed on the personal drama than on the actual like game drama and i think that's what it is there's just no even balance i'm happy with having relationship and interpersonal drama as long as i get some game drama and it's just unfair it does seem unfair. It does seem a little bit whack, but Kyle gets to vote and Bailey gets to vote. Good for them. They are going to go into elimination. Uh, but right afterwards, we see Nelson decide to take the time and give some hard truths to Anissa. And that's that nobody wants to run a final with her. And they're talking about her going in. She needs to get a, uh, she needs a separate game up. Uh, did, did Nelson do the right thing by putting Anissa on game? Or, I mean, when it's all said and done, I don't think it was a bad thing he did it, but what's the benefit from telling Anissa this? 
because she's going to politic hard if she doesn't get away. It is going to suck. I mean, just what was the deal? In your opinion? I think Nelson was trying to be a good guy. He's had a really rough season. And lately in the last few episodes, you kind of see where he's not such a bad guy. Um, and we've heard this from other challengers. Like, I think I've even heard Kara say on like interviews, like we don't get along in the game, but this guy will carry me home. He's always super respectful, like helpful to me outside of the game. You know, it's, it's that thing. And I think that at the end of the day, he has so much respect for Anissa that he feels bad that she's going to be blindsided. And I feel like it's so amazing that he's stepping up to the plate and really trying to be a good guy to somebody he has respect for whether or not they're like besties or anything like that but they're friends you know nelson is a beast in eliminations he doesn't do terrible in dailies he seems like at times he seems like a generally okay guy even though there's been some problems with him flashing on women you got you to gotta give him a little bit of rope. God knows how crazy it is in our house, you know, 24-7, all the alcohol, uh, sometimes limited food. Uh, I can't really speak to that experience. But in that instance, I could cut him a little bit of slack. I am always looking for a reason to like Nelson. Uh, one, I, I'm not, you know, I like to root for people the same color as me when I can. <laughs> if I can. But sometimes hey, they're just assholes. I always look for a reason to root for Nelson. And then he talks. <laughs> he ruins it most of the time. But I do think, I do think, Joe, what's shaking, baby? Welcome to the crew. But um, when it comes to Nelson, I think we're starting to see uh, a turn for him. He hasn't had a lot of bright spots during this season, even though his performance is held up. But I do think we're starting to see him play the game just a little bit starter, uh, a little bit smarter. We've seen Corey say several times, I'm linked to Nelson. What he does reflect on me. You don't hear him saying that as much. I think he kind of got his shit together. If he could do that at the beginning of the season, Nelson might be somebody to really watch out for. I think Nelson, if he pulls his head out of his own ass, in all reality, Corey could talk about Nelson not doing him favors. Nelson might have the ability to overshadow Corey in upcoming seasons. He hasn't made that many, like, true-to-death, like, enemies. Yeah, him and Johnny never see hand-to-hand, but nobody ever goes in like, I fucking hate Nelson, and when I see him, I'm going to vote him out. He has that going for him. He has that, that middle-of-the-lineness that, he, you know, Corey's been in it for a long time. He has some of those feuds, but I think Nelson might, I, I think from this season going on forward, man, Nelson might really, you might really have to watch out for the guy. I think... Corey, in the end of the day, is not as strong as a competitor as Nelson. Nelson, overall, health-wise, like, I'm not going to lie, Corey has the issues with his knees, and at the end of the day, I think he's popcorn muscles. I like Corey as a person. I think he's okay. I like his growth. He definitely has had a glow up uh, a lot, especially with, you know, the the babies and, you know, with with Ryder and all that stuff that was happening there. But when I look at Nelson, I see an overall strong competitor. You know, I didn't realize how great he was in eliminations until Tyler really brought it out. I was like, holy crap. And I, and I actually started looking at him with a little bit more respect. Uh, the worst he is, is he just, he, he opens his mouth and sounds uneducated. And that's the problem. Like the needy greedies. But does he and... have a college degree though? I don't know. I think he does. Cause he was a Kappa. So he, he's at least been to college. I mean, don't get me wrong. Going to college does not dictate intelligence. He seems to come off uneducated, but I think he is in fact educated. Do you think maybe he does like, says these things like needy greedy and the audacity for I think he's smart enough to realize yeah I do think so I do think that he knows I think that he knows that sometimes you have to be a exaggerated version of yourself you know to get the camera time and to get the clips and stuff like that and I do think that he has a couple of these up his sleeve I just think that he hasn't found the right combination of that that he really wants to put forward yet that's really going to work for him and work for us as the viewers 
And also his over-competitiveness, especially with the females, which is what's really interesting is that he seems to get into more altercations with women than he does with the men, uh, you know, with them not performing, especially which was really interesting is he was upset with them when it had nothing to do with him. Like, it's not even your day. You don't have to worry about even going into elimination. <laughs> like, so, it's not your day. Calm down, bucko. <laughs> right? It's not even a guy's day. What's going on? But um I think that he, if he matures a little bit, honestly, I find him funny more than anything else. Uh, and I want to see more of him at this point, especially with seeing how he's been with Bailey and how he was with Anissa. And honestly, I think that's like a shining little light of maybe he's starting to understand what he needs to do going forward. So here's hoping he learns. And hey, if it's all for screen time, then he's he's winning at the end of the day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's go ahead and move on to club night. And the only thing I really want to talk about from that is Anissa's politicking. So now Anissa knows that she's going to be on the chopping block. And she knows that Jenny, who's in the tribunal, along with Fessy and Josh, she appeals. I don't know why she didn't. I don't know if we didn't see it, but I don't know why she didn't really appeal to the guys. But she goes after Jenny. She sings her song. Oh, I would love to run against you, and it's going to be an individual game. I'm not going to drag anybody down. What did you make of Anissa's politicking during club night with Jenny? Okay, quick side note. I'm thinking here that the reason why Jenny was so hardcore about pulling Josh in was actually a call from Bananas. Because if Corey had been chosen, there had been no way that Anissa would be involved in this. I do not think that Anissa would have been an option. And if she was, he would not have voted for her, period. Corey. Yeah. So I honestly think that this, at the end of the day, is all a scheme from Bananas. Talking in Jenny's ear, getting all these other people into the tribunal and leaving the people who will protect the people he doesn't want in there. Out. Do you think Jenny got to Jenny uh, before she was put into the tribunal? I'm guessing that they've probably been whispering in each other's ears for a while. Uh, they seem to be really snuggly and cuddly. Because if you notice that when the alarm went off, Jenny was getting ready near Bananas bed. I don't know why her stuff was there. Suspects. So I'm anyway, not going to insinuate. But I'm not insinuating. Back to Anissa's uh, politicking. What did you make of it? Merely stating facts. Uh, I think Anissa is terrible. <laughs> politics <laughs> like the way she was doing it i was like you're trying to appeal to her sympathy and you're failing you're not doing it the right way because the thing is is jenny's a very emotional person uh and i feel like if she had played a little bit more on her sympathies and been like woe is me i'm this poor little girl sitting in the corner being beat up on you know help me girl power maybe it would have been something a little bit different but yeah no she's terrible it was the way she went about it the way she was talking to her her tone it, it was not believable we've seen anisa pull this strategy before and the one that really comes to my mind is free agents when she went to laurel and, and laurel can be a cold motherfucker too <laughs> I scary hate, yes i hate the way she approaches approaches these things because it's always from a position of weakness. It's never from a position of power. It's always her groveling and trying to make them feel good. And don't get me wrong, I understand politics got to be played. But I hate the way she plays it. I think actually a more aggressive strategy would do her better. But it always makes me sad to see Anissa forced to, to go through these motions and grovel to be saved. It just, it sucks to watch. It sucks to see. I think she's better than that. And I think she should... I just, her, her politics are just terrible, always have been. It's one of, it's one yeah. of the, her weakest, weakest things that she has in, in, the whole entire, in her whole entire challenge career. She's, she's in school still, so I think maybe she should go to school for communications and see if maybe <laughs> we need more I'll, of I'll a degree. The 50 Laws of Power or, you know, any, any of those books. How to but, make friends. <laughs> just anything, anything. And influence help. people. <laughs> So let's go ahead and jump into the tribunal. Josh is 100% going down. Good for him. I'm sure that's going to work out a fucking okay. So Josh is going down. They decide to pull Nelson and Fessy in it. And that's going to be a wash because Josh already told him that he's going down. Now, the ladies in the tribunal are going to be a bit tougher. 
they pull Anissa and they pull Melissa. Melissa comes in hard. She's not taking no shit. She lets them know what time it is. Yeah, we had beef before, but, you know, I'm going to go around, I'm going to whoop ass. You don't want to vote for me. And Anissa also plays this whole groveling position, coming from a position of weakness. At the end of it, the tribunal was still kind of torn on which way they want to go. I don't think any of them really have anything against Anissa, but they're still not 100% sure. How do you feel about how this tribunal went down? I mean, I know that they're all really scared about being connected at the hip for even a partial portion of this final. But if they really looked at the last few seasons, not not World of Worlds 2, but everything prior to that, everything was individual, you know, War of the Worlds, um, you know, even when Vendetta started, everything started really kind of being individual uh, if it was an individual challenge. So... I think that they are holding strong to the fact that maybe there's a possibility that she might be connected to them, which I think might be a little bit unfair, but she is very much right what she pointed out that she's great at puzzles and getting stuck on a puzzle for 30 minutes can cost you the entire final. Um, and we've seen that, like, look at what happened with Dirty 30 with Kara and Derek, where neither of them could really solve that puzzle. And it just tore the whole thing down. So you see where this hurts people. So it's just sad. <laughs> I, I feel bad for Anissa, but I think that they need to think more strategically about what Melissa brings to the table versus Anissa. And even though I think Melissa brings the physicality, I think Anissa brings the intelligence. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Polly, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Cara Maria. This is a shout-out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's Most Dangerous Podcast. I think Anissa played this tribunal better than she played her regular politicking. It wasn't really bad, but it's hard to sway her way when she keeps coming from this position of weakness. I think she sold herself pretty well, though. I think she sold herself as well as it comes. I think more of a, uh, you guys already know that I've been into eliminations. I kill it. And if I'm coming back, I'm making sure to rally up all my friends, everybody I know. I have every pull to go in there and fuck your shit up. You think you're safe because you have rest goals, but I'm going to come back. And I think Anissa would fare better playing a more aggressive angle. But that's what time it is. Let's go ahead and move it on down to purgatory. <laughs> the challenges oh arrive if we see two cars and a rope. So at first, nobody really knows what, what to make of this. Challenge vets, anybody who's been watching the challenge for a long time can kind of see where this is going. And pretty much it's going to be not so fast with cars. This one is called, uh, did you get the name of this? Oh my God, it was not and something else and I could not, not conquer maybe? Not, uh, not of war. Ah, there we go. I was or close. Not of war. Yes. Which is just uh, a terrible fucking name. It's a terrible name. Who was asleep <laughs> at the wheel? When they came up with this shit, it was a terrible name. Not like arms yeah. are getting tired or, I mean, usually simple, um, usually simplicity. Arms are getting tired. Yeah, exactly. Usually simplicity is better with these things, but not to war. Two cars. And it's pretty much not so fast with a car. You got to take the rope, tie it up, and the opponent got to go and unravel it. Now, it's going to, so Josh calls himself down. And we, we all knew that was going to happen. But Fessy votes for Melissa, but Josh and Jenny votes for Anissa. So it's going to be Anissa versus Bailey, and it's going to be Josh versus Kyle. Oh, there was also notations that Jenny, Jenny did tweet that uh, that is actually who Bailey wanted to go against. Bailey actually, I guess, approached Jenny and said that she wanted to, uh, your light go out? <laughs> uh, yes. That she wanted so to. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> You're all dark now. I know. Uh, I guess, there you are. Okay. We see you now. But <laughs> no, we're not. that's weird. Anyway. Ghosts in your house. So but... let's go ahead and talk about this elimination. Yeah, ghosts, right? Some shit. Kendall would love that shit. 
Right? Oh, my God. Oh, we should have had Kendall on. Oh, that would have been great. So, Anissa loses to Bailey, and Kyle gets the win over Josh. Now, let's talk about this a little bit. Why? I mean, it seems like this is what happens when you have people in elimination, and Anissa should have known this. And this shows who are really students of the game. Because we've seen CT destroy this elimination, and nobody took that strategy. Nobody took the strategy of just making the knot so tight and so unbearable that nobody could even get loose. Nobody took that. Um, it seems like Anissa, Anissa's strength, oh man, she still has that, that grown woman strength. So that was really nice to see. But Bailey had the speed and agility. Josh and Kyle kind of started off even, but uh, Josh ended up getting gassed out, shits to bed, flops, fucking flops. Zero elimination wins, just a whole fucking flop. Does any particular strategy or any particular performance really sticks out to you? I really enjoyed watching Bailey because you see the stamina. She really put in a lot of work, not knowing anything really about how uh, this elimination works. You know, Anissa is a veteran of this, and I just i am not surprised. Those windows were not very comfortable to try and crawl through. Anissa is bigger. Uh, and I just don't think she has the same stamina as, uh, as Bailey with Kyle. I think that he was just, God, this is going to sound so terrible. I think he was just smarter. And that's the stupidest thing for for me to ever say about Kyle, because he is not a smart man, but I think he had a great strategy. I think he also had a lot of the house on his side. So you saw the house really helping him, especially Melissa telling him, make sure you go through the windows as many times as possible. Cause his big butt won't be able to get through it. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, Oh my God, fat shaming. But <laughs> I was, I was honestly laughing really hard at that because Melissa was really in it and Kyle was listening. And maybe that's where the intelligence I saw this time come through is because he was actually listening to everybody else tell him what to do. I really loved uh, Bailey's performance of this. She showed that she had no quit. I loved Anissa's strength. It was so sad to see um, Anissa go. I think she did play a pretty solid season to go right before the final. Really, really uber sucks. What do you make of Bailey's season overall up until this point. She's had a lot of up and down. She lost Swaggy. She lost Casey as a friend. The house in general for for some part seems to be kind of over her. Where does Bailey stand with you right now, in your opinion? I think honestly that she had a really great season. Uh, you know, she was involved with a lot of minor drama, nothing too crazy until the Cole Casey situation happened when she went completely ballistic which i feel like casey deserved uh you know with the way she came at her uh i think that bailey is one to watch out for if she decides to come back which i know swaggy has openly stated that he's probably not going to be coming back to reality i really like swaggy yeah oh god i'm so sad i want him to come back i want a redemption arc with swaggy but um but i think that if bailey decides to return and she really puts in work and she studies the game, she's going to kill it. She just has that. And she has the sass. She has that confidence. And I mean, I love her. So I hope she does come back. I don't think she's, everybody's like, she's a brat. I'm like, oh, she's not a brat. She's just sassy. So I love it. No, I definitely, uh, definitely love Bailey. Love Bailey. Would love for her to come back. Would love to see Swaggy back too. Um. I think Bailey, uh, I think she, motherfucker, I think she really uh, did great for her first season. She got a win. She's going to a final. Hopefully, we got to see how things shake up next week. But uh, one thing that really dismayed me is the amount of hate I see uh, being tossed her way, especially, um, you know, from a lot of the Facebook groups and on Twitter. And it seems a lot of it seems to be unfounded. I don't really... I don't really get it. I never really seen a female come in with such hate. I mean, even Amanda, who some people outright loathe, I mean, just to come in with that amount of hate just seems unnecessary. Now, I do get why some people don't like her, but a lot of it just seems unnecessary. And 
I'm not the type to put a lot of hate out there in the world. That's your Jordan Wisely. Or just another <laughs> just apparent racist. Jordan but is racist. I, I've been barking about that for so long. Tone down the rhetoric a little bit. And um, that's going to be the episode. One hell of an episode. Uh, what do you think about the episode overall in general? I think overall, like physicality wise and just the elimination, especially uh, it upped it up for me. Uh, overall, the rest of it was relatively boring. Uh, I was a drama. It's not even really about the drama. It's just it was just a snooze fest the entire time. Even the little bit of drama between Corey and Fessy and Jenny, it was like, eh. Uh, it wasn't really that great. Uh, light on drama, but I did love the daily or the nightly. I did yeah. love the daily elimination. I did love, I'm mean, sorry, the daily challenge. I did love the elimination. These were great. A little bit light on drama. And I think this is where we are seeing the, um, the effects of not having D because you got to think that D played some role in some of this, but maybe not, maybe not. What did you make of the end with TJ shitting on Josh before he left? <laughs> God, that just that just puts a warm, warm feeling inside of me. It is the greatest. Well, it definitely shows that TJ pays attention because Mm. he sees it. You know, most of the time he's like, "Oh, I'm not sure what's going on in the house," and Josh being overly emotional and crying all the time. It has to be a lot of stuff for him for TJ to actually call it out. So I. I was dying. I even rerounded, re- did the rewind a couple of times because I was laughing so hard at the whole thing. And <laughs> I was like, this is the best day ever. Um, and somebody did point out that he looked at Anissa only and said, I know we'll see you in the future. But he did not re- do that same uh, thing to Kyle or to Kyle, to uh, Josh, who has no wins, like not a single elimination win. No, he's uh he he's trash, he's washed, and he brings nothing, absolutely nothing to the challenge. Uh Pam wants to know what was the best moment of the episode. Okay, this light is really gonna piss me off. <laughs> Honestly, the best moment for me was TJ calling out Josh uh, and being like or saying, you know, you beat a guy who cries a lot, but you know, good job. Like that to me was the best night, the best comment of the night. I would definitely agree. I love it anytime somebody shits on Josh. I know it may not be the best human thing for me, but you know what? We all have our flaws. We're going to hell. Yes, you and exactly. Me. Oh, and happy Canada Day for all of our Canadians out there. I think that's happy birthday, Canada. But whatever it is, Canada, you are the shit, and we love you guys. Pam wants to know, do we have any plans for July 4th? Uh, me personally, I have to work that day. And I have to pick up fireworks, but I'm trying to pick up cool fireworks because last 4th of July, my fireworks was kind of lame. So hopefully I could do some much better fireworks this time. And Monet's birthday is coming up, so I got to pick out a cool gift. I'm thinking a uh, nameplate necklace or something like that. But um, that's all I got for July 4th. What about you, Becky? Uh, honestly, my plans are really un, kind of up in the air. I have a couple different invitations kind of out on where I want to go. But at this point, I don't know what I'm going to want to do, uh, especially due to as much as people say that, you know, coronavirus is not as big of a deal. I, it is. I, I take it. my brother-in-law. It is a big deal. Yeah. So I'm very overly cautious. I have a lot of medical issues. I am immune deficient. So I do not want to really run a lot of risks, uh, especially with people not wanting to wear masks or to be respectful of people distancing. So I don't know what I'm going to do yet. So we'll see what happens. All right. D Link wants to know, what's your dream matchup for Hallboro? Uh, me versus oh. Jordan Wisely. Fucking <laughs> head off. No, nah, but yes. um, my real dream match for Hall, bro. Oh, that's a good one. I would say CT versus Zach. They both got the size. I think that yes. would be great. I think it'd be a fucking bloodbath, and I would love to see it. Or Derek versus any fucking human being in the world. I mean, just watching Derek K perform, it's just love it. I would. I think. I think Derek versus Big Easy would be great, and he did beat him in a one on one matchup in the duel on Walk the Plank. What's your yes. dream matchup for Hall, bro? Oh, God. Uh, this is probably going to... I don't know. I honestly... 
as bad as it sounds, Laurel versus Kara. Or even Anani versus Kara. That would be I great want... to see. I would probably have to give it to Laurel over Kara just for, yeah. just for, you know. And uh, not, actually, I don't think Nani would stand a chance. I think Kara would truck stick the fuck out of her. Yeah, so I mean, I want to see, because the thing is, is you, talk, you see all these people talk so much trash, and they've never had a chance to, the thing is with Laurel, Laurel and Kara have gone on one-on-one a lot. Uh, and I think, honestly, I, I would honestly probably give it to Laurel versus Kara, but I would love to see it. Cause, Still love to see it, because that could really go either way. And exactly. actually, now that I think about it, I would love to see Bananas and Jordan and Hall Brawl. They're a little bit more evenly matched. And I, I think that'd be really, really dope, in my opinion. Oh, that would be a really interesting matchup. Uh, you know, even Wes versus Jordan, because that would be an interesting matchup, too. I think Wes would fucking flatten Jordan. Flatten I think him. he would, too. P- people sleep on Wes, but I think he would. He's got a lot of ginger rage. <laughs> <laughs> He's America's favorite ginger. Wow, this went by really, really quick. I didn't even finish my drink. Aww. So, Joe, you don't care about me? You just care about Malik? Thanks, Joe. Well, because I actually talked to Joe, and that's Joe Connolly of the Challenge Unbothered. Man, fucking love that crew over there. We may not be the biggest ones, but it's always mad love. No apparent racism to an obscene degree. Uh, (laughs) D-Link says Rogan versus Josh. Just so Rogan can make Josh cry. Listen, listen. Making Josh cry is not motherfucking light. That's not a thing. The notebook can make Josh cry. Uh, uh, stubbing his toe can make Josh cry. Allergies. I mean, that. okay, this, fuck this light. That light's just done. Okay, well, I just need to say something. Guys, I need a little bit more love here. I feel very unwanted. Malik's always the popular one. I'm feeling very... (laughs) People always got some shit to say about me. It's not always nice. Ask Saniac Podcast. Easy. (laughs) Dude, they like you. Everybody's like, oh, Malik. Malik is amazing. They do do like me. They should just reach out. Tell me how much they love me. Love you guys. Stay out. Start an OnlyFans, Malik. Start an OnlyFans? (laughs) And everybody would pay. Listen, listen. Monet will fucking kill me. Like... It's not even worth it. Even if somebody told me I could go on OnlyFans and make 100 bands a month, it is not worth getting my ass beat by a woman every day of my life. I love her. She like anime. Is a- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would, I would get fucked up. And let me tell you something. I don't want that smoke. Oh, look, Becky, get Thank some love you, in the Pam. chat. All right, guys. <laughs> love you guys. That is going to do it for us. Make sure you visit thechallengegear.com. This is where you can get all of your customized Challenge gear. You want a challenge jersey from Vendettas with your name on it? I got it. You want Total Madness? I got it. You want Final Reckoning? I got it. I can also customize just about anything that you guys really want, even if it's not challenge related. Keep your eye out. We're going to be bringing in uh, some Gucci, LV, Christian Dior, and Fendi. Hopefully, we'll get that really, really soon. Make sure you visit lwcpodcast.com for all of your LWC podcast gear, like this beautiful Love War Challenges MTV Malik shirt. Helps keep the light on around here, and, you know, we really like that shit. So go ahead and do that. Uh, Becky, because Antonio is not here today, would you like to do the closeout? Oh, God, I am not prepared for that. Just wing it. I mean, who gives a fuck? I, 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 I don't even have anything... No, you do it. (laughs) I'm not ready. Like, I don't talk enough. Go ahead, do it. No, they want to listen to you, Malik. You do it. Trust me, nobody wants to listen to me anymore. I have done enough talking. God damn it. I need to have my main light. I need to have my key light and my fill light. And and my fill light is just acting up. Hold on. But honestly, I don't have anything. Like, I would need something written out. All right. Well, I already said, make sure you follow us. Um, after this, make sure you visit Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. This podcast goes up there. And make sure you visit the websites. Make sure you follow me at Malik underscore MTV. Make sure you follow Becky at GiftmasterBex. This is Love for Challenges Podcast. Thank you all for joining us. If you get a chance, please go to Apple Podcasts, go to Google Podcasts, go to Spotify. Give us five stars. We really, really appreciate those. And we read those reviews. And if you leave a really good and creative review on Apple Podcasts, 
I might just go ahead and show it on the podcast and read it out loud. So he has thank before. you guys so much for hanging out with us, kicking it with us. We fucking love you guys so much. I can hardly even say we love doing this. We're going to get up out of here. Love you guys. Good night. Peace. Peace.